out to the vision of discipleship. The vision of discipleship. In Jesus' name. Father, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thine sight. O oh Lord, it is my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Josh, the Lord says that I will rebuild, I will put back together, I will make it whole, but allow me to do it in my time. I will bring back together, I see a bridge coming back together, a bridge that has been broken in your life, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Matthew 9, verse 36, 37. Come on, get to your app. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest and send out workers into the harvest. I want to focus just on that first part there. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Everybody say it. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Come on, say it again. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I want you to say it again, but I want you to say it with authority. All right. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus is in a crowd. He's with the disciples. He's in the crowd. He looks over the crowd in verses, in the preceding verses, and he has compassion over the people because he sees that the people have no shepherd. He has compassion on them because they have no shepherd. Say, the people have no shepherd. The people are lost. The people have become wanderers. And they're looking around and they're trying to figure their way out and they're trying to see their way through. And, and he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We don't have an issue with souls we have an issue with the lack of soul winners. The church is not empty because people don't want to come. The church is empty because we have a slothful spirit of soul winning. The church is not empty because people don't like the church. The church is empty because we've lost our ability and our accountability and our willingness to be fishers of men, to be soul winners. When we're talking about the disciple, what does it mean to be a disciple? One who sits up under the authority of one who is teaching a disciple. Each and every one of us were a disciple of an elementary teacher. We were disciples of our parents. We become disciples in the workplace. But it's really becoming really vague in the church. And I really want to say in the rock church 
that we don't have an intentionality to win people who are hurting and broken. People who are broken. I want to talk to you today real quickly on the voice of discipleship. The voice of discipleship is going to talk to you today about what the mission of your church reflects when it comes to discipleship. I remember my father and mother waking us up and taking us out on the street corners with those tracks that says, Hell or Heaven. If you don't get saved, you're going to bust hell wide open. They would take us to the movies or they would take us to those camps and they would say, we're watching Thief in the Night. We're watching Distant Thunder. And you would watch those movies of the rapture. And they talked about the rapture. When's the last time you went to service and they talked about heaven or hell? When's the last time you went to church and they actually talked about the rapture? They actually talked about that if Jesus comes and if you're not saved today, uh, you won't go to heaven. I don't care how much money you got. Uh, uh, you're going to read that track to them. You're gonna, and they had those little plain white tracks and one side was red and the other side had a, uh, it had a red devil on it with the pitchfork. You're going to hell. That preacher would be out there on the corner. Be saved or you're going to go to hell. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. If not, you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Oh, my God. We don't hear that too much in the church no more because we're afraid to preach it because we want everybody to be satisfied in church. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is preaching an unadulterated word that will confront the issues of all sin in your life. Being a true disciple will cause you to be ostracized and castigated in, in places where people will say, y'all just Jesus only folk and you just holier than thou and ah, you don't do this, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't do this. Da, 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 da. See, when we grew up, we knew that if you went to the club on Saturday, still get to church. Now they go to the club and they go to the club, they go to the club and they never come to church. And then they sit up and watch T.D. Jakes and Steve Furtick and all of this other stuff. And then you want to Facebook and act like you're so saved, you're full of hell. Ain't been to nobody's church. Ain't spent no time. Man, uh, 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 coming up, they, they, would, they would come to you and say, you ain't living right. You're going to bust hell wide open, boy. Yeah, I, uh, I see the devil all on you. I rebuke the Lord all for your life. We, when's the last time you went to church and, and you saw that happen? That has everything to do with discipleship. Whew. The voice of discipleship has everything to do with the mission of the Rock Church. I, I want you to follow me in your sermon notes. They're available July the 7th. We are a relevant people overcoming in every way with the Christ-driven attitude for a kingdom-minded purpose that creates relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back 
to their rightful place. What is the voice of discipleship for the Rock Church? We are a kingdom-minded, relevant, overcoming, Christ-driven people that do what? We create relevant moments for broken and hurting people to be disciples. So your job and the mission of you being a disciple of the Rock Church is that you've got to create relevant moments for who? If you're trying to create relevant moments for saved people, then maybe you're at the wrong church. The mission of discipleship here is for broken and hurting people to be restored, what? To their rightful place in God. See, a lot of times we don't know how to win people because we don't know the mission. We don't know the assignment. We don't have and we don't walk in the authority that I'm able wherever I am to create a Kairos moment that broken and hurting people can be healed no matter where I am. I can be in the grocery store and meet somebody and create a broken moment, a creative moment that causes somebody to be reunited with Christ. The purpose and the goal of this voice of discipleship is to do what? It's to empower a healthy environment that cultivates an atmosphere that engages what? Here it is, here it is. Teaching and equipping leaders for the work of the ministry. If you really love God, then you cannot love him and not do the work. You can't say that you're a Christian and you've not been equipped to do the work of ministry in your life. Oof. Disciples are taught. Disciples are, are, have been equipped to do the work of ministry. Your ministry, not my ministry, your ministry. Come on, say, not pastor's ministry, my ministry. What is your ministry? What is your ministry? See, many of us don't know our ministry. So when you go to win somebody to Christ, you don't know how to win them through your own ministry. Ah, come on now. Uh, uh, you, you, you don't know how to take what you've been taught and apply it to your ministry. I, I got a text message from one of our members and she said, Pastor, I really appreciate you because everything that you've been teaching, I've been applying it to my life. And because I've been applying it to my life, when I go and minister to these women in my ministry, ah, come on now. Ah. See, the word will follow you in your ministry. When you have been equipped to do the work, when you step out in the marketplace, you're walking in your ministry. And because you've been equipped with the word, you've been taught how to pray. You've been taught how to overcome. You've been taught how to endure. When you go to minister to somebody else, you're going to teach them the same thing out of your ministry. Come on now. It involves equipping leaders for the work of the ministry, training and making disciples to win others to Christ. I was talking with our team on yesterday. I'm tired of people telling me that y'all just going through a season. I want to hear that no more. I'm sick of that. I don't want to hear it no more. I want to see some signs and wonders that God is going to allow us to begin to touch people. If we're not touching people, then let's just shut the church down, go home, and I can go somewhere else and pastor. You can go somewhere else and do what you want to do, and we never have to be accountable to this assignment. Let's just tell the truth. Pray with me, Elder Burn. Come on, pray with me, y'all. Y'all pray with me. Because sometimes we just do church. 
just to do church. But if nobody's coming to Christ, then why are we doing church? If nobody's being healed, then why are we serving Jesus Christ? Why am I preaching and nobody gets saved through your ministry? Oh, Rabando, why are we here Sunday paying bills? Why are we here? You can keep your money. You can keep your time. Go on your vacation. Do what you want to do. And we don't have to do it. But if we're saying that we really love Jesus, then why aren't we winning? What is the win for us? Reconciling and transforming families and marriages back to their rightful place in God. We're the families. We're the marriages. Come on. Come on. Y'all hear me? We're saying that we love God. We're saying that we just worship him. We called him king of glory. But we've not seen families being restored. What's happening? How do you say you're walking with me and you don't see signs? They followed him because of the signs. They followed him because of the, of the, of the signs. You just saw a sign today. He said leap. He said leap one time. She just didn't leap one time. She leaped about 10 to 12 times. That's a sign. You've seen the signs, wonders, and miracles. But what happens? Because you don't know how to operate and talk about those signs, wonders in your own ministry, you won't share with anybody else because we become afraid of talking about Jesus publicly. We don't want to talk about him. We don't want to talk about the goodness of Jesus, the greatness of Jesus, the power of Jesus. The purpose and goal of the Rock Church is to equip leaders. It's to make disciples. It's to transform families and marriages. But then the four reasons that the Rock Church exists. We are not just a church. Who are we? A place where people's lives matter. When I put that in there, somebody said, well, what are you talking about? People's lives matter. Why do they matter? We care. We listen. We serve. We help. But how can we help when nobody's here? How can we listen when nobody comes to church? How can we grow and help people change and equip people to be better husbands, better mothers and fathers when we come to church by ourselves? I got to ask you the question, have you been a true disciple? Have you been, have you been a faithful disciple? Do you really know what being a disciple is all about? Uh, a place where people gather in worship to experience an encounter with God that leaves them equipped and refreshed to go and advance the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? A place where your life matters. A place where you can and will experience and encounter the presence of God that will cause you to leave here and go advance the kingdom of God in your own ministry as a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a disciple of the Rock Church, as a disciple of Pastor G. And what do you go to church? I go to the Rock Church. Who's your pastor? Pastor G. He puts it down. Someone like, I'm crazy. Word of mouth is the greatest tool. Imagine if you just went out and just said, God healed my life. How did he heal your life? I went to church. 
You went to church in what? In worship. They started talking and prophesying and leap and leap and leap out of this. And I got home and there was a check sitting in my mailbox. I think you need to come because I trusted God with my tithe. I, I trusted God with this. and I trusted God in faith. And look at my business now. Disciples reflect who they follow. My next question is, it must be my fault. Because I don't see the ref we don't see the reflection, so it comes back to the leader. Eh. Eh. So maybe there's something wrong with my reflection that you're ashamed to go and tell others what you've been taught. Ah, come on now, come come on now. See, that's the office of a shepherd. If you know my voice, then you'll follow me. If you know my voice, you'll respond. If you know my voice, you'll, you won't be afraid. But, but, but maybe there's something wrong with the reflection. But I'm bold enough to say I don't think there's something wrong with the reflection. I, I just think that, that, that we've not really tapped in as a church to understand the grace that God has given us. Burn knows. She knows. Mom and dad knows. We went to Chanel with $2,500 a month and never lost on anything, and now we can't even bring up $200 to pay hotel. Something is wrong. Sister Byrne, you was there. We walked into Chanel, an 8 o'clock service, with 10 people in a 250-seater in a building that we took out a master lease, paying $2,500 a month plus the bills, and we never dropped the ball. We never had an overdraft in our account. And now we've had to go into our savings because we can't meet $200 a week. That's a disciple issue. <laughs> Did you hear me? We were in a big place. We never begged for any money on those Sundays. We barbecued every Sunday afternoon, didn't we? We went and bought a barbecue pit. We did community festivals where nobody gave us money. We did it on our own. We did a cancer walk. We paid for our own t-shirts and here we are in a hotel and we can't manage. That's discipleship issues. That's not a glory issue. That's not a pastoral issue. That's a discipleship issue. We've lost our way. We've become so comfortable. The reason it's a place where the broken breaches between church and community are reconciled. A place where people are nurtured in the things of God that helps to enhance their purpose in the earth. I, I want to talk to you today. Have we been real disciples of Jesus Christ? Because there's no way that Peter and Andrew, Philip and John and James, the starting five, quit their careers just to follow Jesus, just to follow him. They followed him and I'm finding out for over two years before they became disciples. They followed them because they saw the signs. 
they, they, they saw the signs. They, 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 they saw the signs. Are we in a position where you have taken your man of God for granted? Where you have taken the grace on the shepherd's life? You become so familiar and we become so familiar with the grace of God. Oh, you go to the rock church and there is worship. Now we're worshiping worship. And I cringe when I'm out and people say, we're coming from out of town to the rock church. And I'm like, please don't show up this Sunday because it might be empty. Woo, that's just a pastor being real. Last Sunday, two people came. I wasn't here, but I was here. I wanted to come just to see. I'm in Detroit, and I'm talking about the grace of God. Never preached in this man's church. He never even heard me preach. But the glory of God, and people are saying, we coming from Pontiac. Stay in Pontiac. Do y'all know when we were over in the building last year, we had to turn people away. She was turning them away. They were turning them away. We were telling, you cannot come over here. We're coming over there. It's like your mother said, I don't want nobody coming in my house and ain't clean. I don't want people coming from miles away and the members ain't here. Because they walk in and they say, is he fake? Is it real? Can we be real? It's a discipleship issue. The responsibility. Before you can win somebody to Christ, you've got to win yourself to Christ. Before you save somebody else's soul, you've got to save your own soul. Before you can talk about the goodness of God, you got to talk about the goodness of God from your own ministry. You got to talk about the grace of God from your own ministry. You got to talk about the provision of God, the power of God, the favor of God from your own ministry. Look at Peter in Acts. When he ran out of the sermon, he said, but I got a testimony. I remember when I denied him, but he came back and he pulled me out from my sins. I, I remember when I turned my back on him, but he never gave up on me. 3,000 people were saved in one moment. And they did not stop. You wonder why some churches are growing and some churches are not. It's not because one has more than the other. It's that somewhere along the line, people have caught on to the intentionality of being disciples. Disciples. We didn't give you a track. We gave you a card that says just say hello. Come check out Pastor G on Sunday. I'll see you there. Call him another time got an app put an app together and I got folk calling me talking about do we got service today and we didn't send you notifications and then we got folk that say that you following me but you won't turn your notification on so that I can talk to you well then forget you you just won't know and you just won't get the word and you just won't change and your family ain't gonna grow it ain't my fault it's your fault 
we still gonna have folk going across the street to the Marriott next week. I thought we, I told y'all that I was turning off everything else and the only way that we would communicate is through the app. If you don't want anybody to talk to you, then thank Jesus, we're not going to talk to you. And when you lose your way, we will watch you come back and we will accept you in and allow you to love you. And, but we're not going to baby you. And I'm not going to be scared that y'all going to be offended and leave and go somewhere else. God bless you because you were not mine in the beginning. My sheep know my voice. <sighs> My dad is like, son, <laughs> I got to tell you that because my father taught me that. I'm your father. I was watching the story at the Penguins and I couldn't figure out how these fathers would leave and they would be gone for months. But before they left, all they did was spend time in talking to the baby so that the baby could learn his voice because the father knew that he was going to travel off and that he would be gone for months at a time and that when he came back he would have to find his son in the multitude of other children and because he developed a keen relationship in hearing the voice of his son his son hearing his voice I can leave in confidence and when I come back with my belly full because I got to feed you, I start making noise and I start making noise. And out of all of the other noise, that one penguin is able to say, my daddy is here. My daddy is here. My daddy is here. That's the same anointing with discipleship that no matter where you are, you should be able to hear the voice of your shepherd. They know my voice. I looked and I said, it's millions of penguins. And there is no, there is no bulletin. There is no app. There are, and they're all making noise at the same time. But that one penguin says, that's not my daddy. I know. And guess what? The father finds his child. The child finds his We're lost because you're not connected to a voice. Discipleship has everything to do with you being connected to a voice. <laughs> a voice. What is the voice? Creating relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. Being equipped for the ministry. Reconciling marriages and families, transforming and winning others to Christ, uh, uh, the voice of the Rock Church, and being connected to the voice uh, to the voice of God is an experience of worship that will draw people in. Lift your hands. It's commitment issues. Come on now. For a season, I could not understand how Sister Byrne. And her husband found us. I mean, actually, we, we never sat down to eat. We never really, we just maybe saw each other in passing in, in church. And they showed up, and I'm like, how did y'all find us? She said, we've been watching y'all for years. 
I've been following you for years and like following me. I've been following every move that you make. When you're connected to something, you'll follow it wherever it goes. I just said something. I just said something. You'll follow it. If I'm your shepherd, you'll follow it wherever it goes. Wherever it goes, you'll, wherever it goes, you'll be out of town and you'll follow it. You'll find a way to connect to that voice. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. But there comes a moment when you lead people that you got to let them know. I'm a connector. <laughs> I'm a connector to help you remain connected to the voice of God and to your ministry. I'm not God, but I am Christ in the earth. Ah, there's an authority that's on my life that allows you to be connected to this grace that when you step out, people say, what in the world? Man, look, it's all about creating the moments. As you lift your hands. Father, we ask that you forgive us today. Forgive me as a leader of creating a passive culture where people are not accountable to the shepherd. Father, give us, as my Father is saying, ears to hear. Father, in Jesus' name, as my ears are connected to you, and I will speak the word of God, and as we speak the word of God, that the sheep will be connected, their ears will be connected to the voice of God in me. Father, the reflection of discipleship, the place of winning. We ask that you be with us, be amongst us. In Jesus' name we pray. Anybody here today that wants to be saved, you want to become a true disciple of Jesus Christ, giving your life to him, acknowledging that he is Lord, he's Savior, he died upon the cross. He lives today. He's the forgiver and redeemer of your life. You, you want to rededicate your discipleship back to Christ. You want to reconnect. You want to join the Rock Church. This place is a, is a connection. A connection to your generation. A reconnecting of your family. A reconnecting of work in the ministry. I want you to lift your hands. Father, we pray that we as a people will become winners of those who are hurting and broken. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, put your hands together.